Ancestors on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. Ancestors on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. Ancestors on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. Ancestors on the wall, let the ghost chit chat. Sitting with the ghost up in my house. Sitting with the ghost and mouths are shut. Sitting with the ghost, they speak through me. Sitting with the ghost, they holler. Sitting with my ancestors up here, they telling me that I'm too smart to let anything worry me, to let anything get the best of me. We are boomer. Kanda pantu ya boomer. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Imbali Bloom podcast. I hope that everybody is doing their level best and whatever that looks like. I hope that you're also finding pockets of joy in the day to day things. I'm having so much fun with this podcast, and if this is your first time, Welcome, and you're in for an amazing treat. This week, I had an opportunity to chat to Lord Sly, who is a friend of mine and is also a musician. Lord Sly is Ghanaian, and he is a multi-genre recording artist. He's a rapper, a singer, and a songwriter who aims to inspire people through his music. This Pan-African magician is a speaker, storyteller, and also an advocate for a progressive society, for Africans at home and abroad. His passion is to empower the youth by helping them discover their identity through history, culture, and arts. This week, we spoke about his philosophy, we spoke about scarcity mentality, and how he's dealt with it, he's seen it, and how he has gone through it. We also get some great nuggets of wisdom from him. Hello to everybody and everything, and um, shout out to you for bringing this up and inviting us, having us, and everything. It's, it's lovely. Uh, amazing pal. Um, just thing you're saying, I just... To be honest with you, I realized that I didn't know the name for it, but I now that you're saying and that you know reading about it, I'm like, oh, so it is a thing. I was like, sometimes I felt like I was, I wasn't sure what was going on. I didn't have an explanation, right? Because growing up in, in in Ghana is different. Like the vibe, the energy is different. So like this was like a new space. I was like, um, I'm not sure, you know, because we've passed puberty and everything. So like, what's going on? You know, like it's just like. Um, and I know, you know, I know my emotions to an extent of the things that, but it's just living, living here is, it, it, I think the, the main thing is the representation of the reflection of what we take in day in and day out. So you just hit with that imagery of, uh, you know, why it is right, like actually in your face. It's not from the magazine anymore from, you know, from, from Africa it was like from a distance. And, you know, you know a little history and you get it, uh, you know, some depth of it. But here it's more like in your face, it's not on TV. That becomes a mindset because we're thinking about it day in and day out. And then day in and day out is like, oh, I'm alone here. Oh, what's going on? You know, my friends, I don't know. Everybody has an individual situation. And everything ends up going back to the mind. It's the whole psyche of it. So it's like we don't see, like, Black people doing anything. You know, I don't, I, well, I guess... We're not supposed to do anything, you know. I guess maybe we're supposed to work because if you see, you know, the the, the categories that or the jobs that we have <coughs> settled for, right? It's it's not something that we enjoy, if we're going to be honest. Because it's like 
uh, people are dealing with <clears throat> the emotional state and their mind state in different levels and stages I'm learning here, right? Because when I came, sometimes I was like a little, you know, uh, 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 I guess insensitive or something because some things weren't translating. So I'm, I'm learning that, oh, it's, it's a step by step and people are dealing with emotions differently because when I get frustrated, I just tend to be able to like, um, who can I talk to? Or where are my people? Because like I know I can't be the only one feeling this. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't come out, or you know, I don't engage, or you know, doesn't go out, it, it becomes it starts it starts uh, settling down as a belief, you know, because it's a seed that's in you, you know. And instead of putting it outside and planting it outside and figuring out how to nurture it and grow it out, you start to plant the seed inside you. Now it becomes an internal thing. So it's, for me, I realize it's an external thing. It's a society we live in. But the fact that we don't have available resources, and especially here as human resources, knowing ourselves and connecting to be able to plant the seeds outside where we can both look at it and be like, hey, this is how we can actually fix it. We could do this, yada, yada, yada. But we don't do that. And then everybody plants the seed internal. So then when we interact, it's a lot of uh, tension, confusion, and everything because everybody is planted the seed and has grown to a different stage in the tree internally. Mm. So it's hard to like be like, Oh, I, I have a fruit. Oh, somebody be like, I'm digging with my roots. Somebody's like the branches are falling off. The leaves are going crazy. And it's hard to really explain because again, it's internal. You're feeling it. So when you're telling somebody and they don't respond a certain way, it becomes, you know, well, I'd rather be the only black person in this space of society because, you know, there's, there's only there's only so much I can get, you know. It, it would, maybe I'm popular. Maybe you get famous with your white friends. Maybe your Spanish friends like you. Maybe you're there. Yeah. So if another person shows up, it'd be like oh competition. Mm-hmm. But uh, how I break it down, you know, through arts and music, it's like oh that analogy, you know, it made sense to me. I hope it makes sense. And it's just like yo, know, the seeds that we've planted, it all grows differently because we put different amount of energy and work in it mm-hmm. so i see behind you or next to you you have something that says commit to success wow your vision is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing yes uh that's a quote from uh les brown and he said i was i, I watched uh, uh, a taping on youtube and that was one thing that just like it just hit my it just mentally struck me i was just like I, I want a visual reminder of that because I'm learning like oh visually we have to do that you know as an artist I, I don't know how I even forgot that space like because I was learning visual arts in school and the point of design is all patterns and stuff you know you visualize and put stuff down so uh, just getting into the habit of that so that was one thing that I wanted to visually have a reminder you know on the days off down days Maybe I'll see it and you know, you'll be like, hey, um, you put this here, come on. <laughs> it's so, a good way to encourage yourself, absolutely. What is the success that you're committing to? What is your definition of success? Um, success now is, is, is centered on growth. 
and when I break down, down, I don't want to go back to a tree, but it's just like, it's so rooted in me now, like to think of growth as a tree where literally where it's like, oh, I was here at this stage, you know, I can grow and then the branches are going to come and the fruits are going to come. And a tree's purpose, no, a seed's purpose is to, is to bear fruits, not just grow a tree. This is, I think, Mouse Monroe, uh, the late Mouse Monroe. And that's another thing that struck me. It's just like the seed, when the seed grows a tree, it's cool, but without fruits, it's not successful. Like in the creation of God's design, like there's a purpose to it. And every stage is progress. Every stage contributes to success. Mm. But the final form is like, there has to be fruit for the cycle to continue. Mm. Right? It's like until then, we're not, so I'm like, oh, yeah, so success. It's not like, so if I got some money now, that's not really successful if I've been able to um, create a seed that would, you know, I can invest in somebody, invest in something that will grow and help somebody else that will follow the cycle of, you know, nature and the universe. Mm. So success growth, like full growth of like a tree with the fruits. And then that way, the fruit becomes a servant to the people because the tree never eats its own fruits. And I was like, whoa, that's really deep. So if I'm a, if I'm a tree, I, I have to stop thinking about me and put energy in growing the fruits. That's what my, <clears throat> that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And then by that, that's my, that's like success. Mm -hmm. You said that a tree doesn't eat its fruit. Now it doesn't eat it in the way that we would eat the tree's fruit, but what happens when the fruit falls off the tree and rots on the ground? right below the tree is that not part of that cycle yes um that's hey see that's a fascinating question i don't know if i had i got that far i got to the the point but with <laughs> with that i guess it goes back into the cycle of you know production i would look at it as as long as the the tree has produced the fruit ripe enough for people or for the animals to eat or for the, for the land to take back the tree has been successful in the uh the part of creation in the process of creation so that's successful then the seed comes back and then boom it helps the other you know so the tree doesn't eat the fruit i just took it literally as like the gifts again miles monroe is like the gifts and the stuff that we want to actually build if you look at success you know from uh, from a spiritual standpoint i wouldn't say religious because you know everybody has their own thing but from a spiritual standpoint it's like fulfillment of we as the beings you know making sure that you're full potential and it's like the the potential of the tree is like to the point where you can grow and when we get to that point where it's like the fruit out I'm not really going to enjoy it. I'm like, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an artist. I make music. Mm. When I make music, I love the music, right? Like we go with the flow, we do it. I play it myself. I dance, I enjoy it. But the goal is to put the music out, mm. make everybody feel what I feel. It's like, so if it's a happy song, I'm like, yo, the goal of this is to like, yo, get my people happy. Like, boom, let's get the rhythm go. So it's just that sense. That's how I took, uh, I break down the, the tree analogy. It's like, so the fruits would be for uh, the people and then that would create, be part of creation, you know, 
so to say, to be if to help somebody and be a blessing to other people. Mm. So I don't know if that's a traditional definition of success, but you asked for mine, right? Yeah, asked for yours, absolutely. And that's a beautiful um, definition of success. It's definitely rooted in something that I too believe um, in fulfilling one's purpose. And the purpose that we have isn't for ourselves. Just like, you know, when it comes to um, defunding the police or like dismantling the systems that currently exist and you know being more uh pan-african it's like these are things that we can start as our generation but the cycle is not ours to complete right the cycle is our in to start and that is the purpose somebody said the other day i forgot who it was but someone said to me that the key for our generation or the purpose for our generation is to be the key to dismantling everything and then the coming generation is going to do whatever their bit is and what that looks like and so that's interesting for me because when you were saying that i thought i was like okay well if you're living your purpose for others and you're doing these things for others, you're also still doing them for yourself. So how do you stop it from being a, from being like a, like tracking your success based on other people's validations versus, you know, tracking the success based on the fact that it's out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, excellent question. Um, oh. Yay to everything you said. Shout out to you. Like you say, Pan African is like the next generation of people. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's the energy. Ah, because Tupac was saying it. You know, I'm not the one who's going to change the world, but I'm going to say some things that, you know, the people are going to hear. So I'm like, I love it that you're there, really. Um, the tracking thing, honestly, it's, it's a hard thing with, you know, social media metrics and life. And it's like the society is like, sometimes it's not even real. And I'm like, whoa, there's a matrix. Wake, wake up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I just, I just have to stay rooted in, in uh, back to the roots. That's like, uh, I think the focus of me personally, um, picking up uh, Rastafarian philosophy, learning other things that I wasn't, I didn't learn as a child growing up in Ghana, right? You know, the perception that they gave us about uh, spirituality, religion, concept, and all these things has just been diluted with a whole agenda. So decluttering that and then like, whoa, like this thing is actually this and then discovering like the main one for me spirituality was like um <clears throat> rastafari and then attributed attribute uh, like adding it as an attribute back to uh, uh like my tribe and like the traditions that we grew up on you know that we overlooked this children it was like oh you know pouring libations um we have we had you know we had names of we have names of God before English existed. So these are certain things that just boggle my mind. You know, it's like, oh, some of these things are not, you know, it's not the religion that we thought is Christian, Christians and all that. It's, it's just like, it's not what it, it appears to be. So tapping into the roots and like, oh, being more scented, that just goes back to like, oh, for me, I get it's a sense of building your self-confidence and then what how I use it is like finding a spot or a route where I was like, I know myself, like, you know, when I was in school, I was a badass. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on over here? You know, like, you know, um, we've been through this. Like, what do you mean? You know, we've, you know, we've gone days without food. Like, what, what is it? What, what are you, you know, just get out of here. So... It's like an eternal, like sort of battle, but it's just like I realize it's, it's a mindset thing because it's really easy to 
get in the system here right so mentally so these are some of the things i do and it just it just through like music arts but anything that keeps me focused on what i'm working on which is like primarily my music now just tapping into being being myself and not it's not i'm not i'm making the music for people but i'm not making it for their validation it's 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 weird i'm i'm making it because it's a feeling where people will connect to this it's like the space that i'm in so it's not even about who's not because usually it would be like oh who's not gonna like it? what are people gonna think it's not about that it's like wait a minute i'm not even here like i'm not here for because of them like you know i mean like i was put here to do to uh Oh, and bringing quotes and stuff, but to bring out the gifts, and then the gifts is like it's there's, there's so many people in the world, right? We don't even re realize that like seven billion is, is, is no joke. There's so many people in the world who your gifts are gonna serve, right? And if you look at like uh, present states where you live and immediate circumstances, you you would miss that. And the world is connected in this in a, in, in a way now that wait, it's not even about Canada or anything. The music might help, might, might, might be played for people in Iceland. I don't know. So I have to get in the space of being true to the art, um, going with what the messages that are sent, the vibe that are sent, making sure my job is to put out as pure and as best as I can. And then that way I'm like, yo, guys, this is the vibe that was sent to me. Boom, here we go. We're going to vibe. So in the part of the region of the world where the people that that is for gonna vibe, they exist. You know, say my tribe or whatever. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. If this person doesn't like it, it's not. It's not like some big deal. Like, oh, that's a, that's a standard for what I'm doing. No, 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 not at all. You know, we speak different languages, and I have to remind myself. I'm like, wait a minute. We all don't speak English in the world. What? Like, that's 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 ridiculous. If somebody speaks English and you know we can't communicate, that doesn't mean that's the end of the world, or it means like you know what you're doing is bad. You know, but I just I just don't see validation that way. I just do it for the the love of it, and based on that, boom, people connect with on the love level. So yeah that's really that's really beautiful and that's exactly what i was trying to um at least think about because my thought was incomplete i was like how do we you know balance those two out especially in a world that has connected us so much because it does it does on some level when you do get a lot of this exposure or connectedness you know mm -hmm bring the numbers in awareness and it's like all these millions of people are following you or you know the reverse as well um but it's not really about that like you said it's about fulfilling your purpose and once you feel quenched in fulfilling that purpose i think as a byproduct other people are going to find that value in any case right it's that it's that same thing with valuing yourself when you value yourself other people will value you but also when you value yourself you don't care what other people think <laughs> Energy, like, whatever you do, you like stopping. This is not stopping. So something that you, or at least something that I was thinking about the other day, and I get caught in these cycles when I'm creating, and then when I should be creating because I have the idea, but I make an excuse to not have the mm -hmm. energy. How do you balance consumption of other people's art 
and the production of your own art? What is that relationship? Yes, that great question. It's just like talking to you is just so dope because I'm like, yay, hey, you you create too, so fun. Um, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn was saying something. He's like, oh, I pity the man who has a favorite restaurant but doesn't have a favorite thinker. And I was like, hmm, what does that mean? It's like, yeah, the man has chosen a favorite place to feed the body, but not a favorite place to feed the mind. I was like, wait a minute, that's some deep stuff. Mm. I got to think about this. So we got to have a favorite restaurant then we got to have a free rate um, thinker. Mm. And it's, that's he was speaking on and rooted in philosophy. So, and, and I just fell in love with philosophy because it's, it's helped me. So I was just like, hey, um, that's right. It's what, what the way I translate stuff is the inspiration is the inspiration is from God. Like the inspiration is the source that's internal. Man can give me that what man can give is influence, you know, the beauty of me appreciating the art. So I listen to, I mean, obviously, you know, I like reggae. I listen to the music and I just hear the, you know, the purity of, you know, what's going on. And I just like put myself in the space like, yo, you know, man put himself in the music and, you know, whether it's Afrobeat, whatever, it's just like, you could tell like the person is creating a thing. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's from a place. Mm. So I, I listened like I'll listen to that to keep me in a oh this is humanly possible right it's like Marcus Aurelius is like if it's if it's humanly possible consider within your reach that's another philosophy I was like oh yeah man so if any man has done it you know if it's humanly possible at all consider it with, to be within your reach obviously like Bob Marley's like you know is that he's just amazing I was like well if he has done it like he actually would tell me you can do it too that's literally like his message. That's like the philosophy of the guy. So things like that, it just, it, 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 like, it, like I said, it influences me, but it's not a source of inspiration. So I don't really force the art. It's like when I get a beat, I'm working with somebody and it's like a vibe. Before I would try, you know, when I was um, figuring out, you know, style, I was overthinking it instead of actually listening to what I'm supposed to do with the gift yeah i was like i thought i was in control but that's a whole different thing <laughs> so when i listened more i realized oh yeah when we get the inspiration you know we can still appreciate other people's art something beautiful that makes me happy i'm like oh if it's a good song i could put it on repeat it doesn't have to be my song i just just amazing you know you know if it's if it's an art piece and stuff like that so it's just stuff like so i just balance I just identify that source of inspiration mm-hmm. and then know what's going to influence me. Because once I know the, the source of inspiration, the influence is not the source. Mm. It just, it just opens my mind and makes me relax more and, eat and then be myself more that, Oh, it's humanly possible. You know, other, other people have done it. So it's humanly possible to express yourself to be the fullest and, you know, experiment this and, you know, just, embrace it go low out don't even try to do what somebody did just do what the feeling is this is magic in this moment i never thought to um i guess communicate or present the separation of influence and inspiration in that way and that's exactly what 
I get into I've noticed, I guess is what I, uh, is, is, is happening that I didn't have words for is being able to separate those two and to know when to act as well. So that got me thinking about, you know, what is the process when, like, what is the, how, hmm, how do you differentiate in terms of process between something that is influencing you and something that is inspiring you? Like what kind of would need to happen or what feelings would need to arise so you can tell like watching this comedy show is you know influencing me or it's inspiring me what is that switch for you um the this it's i it's 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 a feeling thing because like i listened to before like just an example, if I was going, if I was uh, writing uh, mu music, hip hop, I, I can listen to reggae and then go back and listen to hip hop instrumental and then come up with a song. And the reggae song was an influence. But for me to transition it to hip hop, like that's not inspiration, you know? It was an influence of get me to feel good, get me to relax, you know? You know, you know, Bob telling me, don't worry, everything will be all right. So I use that and then go and write the music that I want to write. You know, so that's just like a good influence in the environment that I'm in. But when I get to what I'm going to do, I know the source come from, you know, jazz. I was just like, oh, this is good. You know, this, this music, it just hits me this way. You know, I wind and dance a groove. And then like, hey, I like this beat. I want to write something to it. I need to tap into the source. Mm -hmm. Mine can't give me that, you know, because it's just inspirations from jazz. So like, that's how I separate the influence. It's like, oh, I can hear the influence and, you know, dance to it and everything. But I feel the inspiration mm -hmm. if I've answered your question. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling the inspiration, absolutely. It reminds me of when I was shooting my YouTube video with uh, one of my other friends and we were sitting talking about something philosophical and i was sitting on the couch um and prior to shooting that episode uh we hadn't really thought about what to talk about we kind of just sat down pressed record and just started talking and there was a point when i was saying things but i wasn't thinking them it was yeah. almost like this download is the best way that i can yes say it. and it was only once i heard them leave my mouth I heard them myself, but they weren't present in my brain whatsoever. And so I could definitely relate to that and that being the inspiration because I was like, what a minute, I have to listen to it again. Like, oh, that, okay, okay. Is that me or is that source? Like, right. what, is, yeah, what is happening here? How do, I, how do I separate that? And, you know, it's that, I don't know, I think it's so magnificent that in this contemporary time, I feel like more and more people are able to distinguish what that download feeling is and then to tap into that as well. And I think that's where like meditation takes people and helps them get to yes. you know, places where you're centering yourself and you're, and you're choosing to control what you can and then leaving the rest up to the energy. And then the energy is like, oh, there's an opening. I'm coming in. I'm going to be downloading up in here. iOS, you know, like human level 24. What level are you at? Right? Exactly. <laughs> what level? That's beautiful. That's, that's it. That's it. You know, so like for you, I see you write poetry and stuff. I'm like, that's, I'm just, I'm just happy for you because I, I know the feeling of, 
right? And it's just amazing. Like, and then, you know, you put stuff out there. I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess you're Canadian. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe you've been speaking English your whole life. You know, but it's just beautiful. <laughs> you get me? So it's just like to be able to know that feeling. It's. I feel like now more than ever is very important because of this. You know, mm-hmm. so called that we find ourselves in. And if if you don't differentiate the inspiration and the influence, you, you can mix it up, and that's a whole different problem. That's when the validation comes in. People are insecure about the art a whole lot. So you really have to structure that as who you, you are, because if you go, if you go seek inspiration from man, it's limited. You know that's the problem. Mm. You know? And society will tell you look up to man, and put put a, a propaganda story and they'll put like a, a blue sheet over the spirituality because they don't need you to know that. That is, that's your roots. Because if you look up the mind, you can, you know, it's limited here and then you switch here and then your mood is up, your mood is down. It's, it's you know, they just keep whining you mm. until you break down. Yeah. The question that a lot of coaches will ask people is if money was no object, if time was no object, what would you want to do? What makes you happy? And you were right. Nine times out of 10, people aren't happy. They're not doing what it is that makes them happy. And so how do we find that happy place? How do we get there? How did you start making music and noticing that that was your purpose? Yeah, man. Uh, but listen, this is a whole vibe. He used to talk. I was like, oh, yeah, that's my girl, P-Man. We just vibe, she, we just, we just got to do all that because I feel like when I when I find, you know, when I think I learned something, learn new philosophy or anything, and, you know, it's still applicable, something that was written like 200, 300 years ago, it blows my mind. Mm. I don't know if people think it really blows my mind that somebody wrote something about their life 300 years ago. And in my lifetime, it's still applicable. That's that's heavy. So some of these things have really expanded my 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 thinking, you know, um, in terms of how how we deal with people and how we're supposed to relate and how we're supposed to connect and what we're supposed to do for each other. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe, he was preaching to his you know the crowd in the church, and he's like, "You guys owe me your gift." Like you sitting there, you owe me what you were brought on earth to deliver. It's not for you. I am giving you my gifts because he's, he was a phenomenal teacher. Like it's amazing stuff that just boggles my mind. Like, whoa, this guy. And he's using the philosophy of the Bible, which is one religion, right? So I just realized the religions is just philosophy because Buddha was not a god or anything but you know revered you know like chinese culture and history the philosophy of the guy so same with so i just fused and started learning like um because i bring this up because you mentioned the religion thing i'm like it's huge if you grew up in africa it's just all we know you know we just mm-hmm. christian and go to church and you know, all, <laughs> all this layers but i never fully re- i haven't fully read the bible and no pastor that i have listened to has explained the bible better than Bob Marley, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this was off a clip, but it's just the way he broke it down that got me into the Rastafarian philosophy because I'm like, this is their outlook on life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So man must decide, you know, the philosophy which determines the lifestyle, the mindset, everything. Because the society has developed a philosophy for you. And that's what everybody's in. That's why the emotions are just, it's, it's, it's like a bubble. You know, the emotions are everywhere. You're just, you're going to feel it regardless. Stress, anxiety, they have names for everything. And the best part is, no, the worst part is they got drugs for everything too. So man must seek the philosophy, you know, of the natural healing, which is the source. Nobody talks about that here. When you were talking about, you know, creating your own philosophy, but also what you mentioned that um, the, he mentioned that, you know, folks in the, of the congregation owe him and owe him their gifts. It reminds yes. me of Ubuntu, which we live in Africa, right? I, yeah, I would man. tell people that it's, it's a weird thing to describe because it's a feeling. It's like an unconditional duty to the people around you to give them your best, to in some way or other, do a little bit towards giving them your best. And that means recognition, because that's a really big thing that you notice in Vancouver is that people don't give each other this validation, looking at each other, but instead they <laughs> validate each other over the phone. And yeah. I think it's a really interesting disconnect. Yeah. Because, you know, we grew up with it not being negotiable. My mom was like, you greet everybody whether they greet you back or they don't you greet everything out there you recognize them you let them know that they exist and that you see them in that sense as well what has your experience been yeah it's 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 like you said the main thing you said uh it's a feeling because when i talked to you know some people that I met here i was like oh i guess this doesn't really fully translate because it's a feeling it's hard to you know translate a feeling because the the human connection level literally Last night I was talking to uh, somebody about this. The, the human connection that's missing here is ridiculous. There's nothing normal about it. But, you know, this person wouldn't know because they grew up here, so that's their normal. And I'm like, no, it's not normal. You understand? <laughs> like, it's, it's, not even, it's not even a joke. Um, it, it's, it's like an example is like the food, like how we access food back home in Africa, right? Like if I, if I want to get food from this lovely woman she made the food right this is the food that she's feeding her kids with you know what i mean i know the woman's name like we actually talk we laugh and everything let's say this woman is selling burgers i still know um auntie Sewa or you know auntie Maima sells burgers i get the burger but here if i want a burger i go through a window in the drive-thru you know the human don't have time to talk to me. It's like two seconds. Like, yeah, what do you want to get the hell out of here? You know, I'm like, all right, go give me, give me, and I'm gone. Even when you say hello to people, they freak out. This is something that I learned. I was like, oh, I'm going to try it because it's kind of fun in a way. I was like, you literally say, hey, and people freak out. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, is this is like legit. Like, this is the major. I, I don't get it because it's like, how you freak out when somebody says hello, you know? Is it, is it, is it because we're like is it on a human level or is it because um i'm black too right but i just realized that the basis of it is it's actually a human problem mm. like it's 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 beyond that that's what the you know the race problem comes from it comes from uh, stems from the human problem 
I find it very interesting in Vancouver to be both hypervisual and then hypervisual, like, and hypervisual not in the fact that they don't see you, but hypervisual um, in the fact that the system doesn't see you. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the things that you're doing, so like work doesn't see you. Serb doesn't see you, right? The stats in Canada don't see you. The politics here don't see you. They're not cultivated for you. They're not here to involve you or include you or you know to make you um, a centerpiece of whatever it is that they're doing. So how do you deal, especially being in the creative arts, how how do you deal with tension when you, on the street you're hypervisual so everybody can see you and notices you but when you're in these institutions and in these systems you're not seen and you're not recognized yeah i think that's that's the biggest thing that we're fighting with and you know i'm just recently discovering bca and you know some music groups and stuff but i didn't even know they existed I, it was never like in my thought frame, but I realized that's because again, I am I am sort of this hybrid or stuck in this two worlds that, you know, my transition, I'm like, I don't want to fully, I don't want to fully adopt this, um, you know, the way of living here. I feel like that would hurt me when I go back home. So with, with, with these things, I just realized, oh, yeah, they didn't, in the constitution, they didn't write the book with, you know, black people in mind same thing with the states and everything it was, it was never part of the, the structure so the, the the whole point of that was you know to to continue to feed the system that you're using to benefit uh, you know the one percent who are making the money who are controlling the population to be able to control the population and keep the illusion of superiority they need to do these things right because the the minute the minute we we pick up something and we choose to decide to do it we kill it we're just naturally good at that this is the the thing that I learned in in I, I take pride in our history it's like you know when you learn history I know it's like there's a whole bunch of you know stories that you know you could say traumatizing and stuff and stuff but the strength of the people is ridiculous point before like the the, the we're fighting for the generation that are coming. Mm. Yeah, so if I feel something, I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not going to be, uh, talk small about it. No, I'll blast it out because I need the youth them to know that mm. when it's time for them, this is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you said, the key, yes, man. I have to bust down the door. So when they get here, so I don't really think I'm like, yo, um, we definitely have to say something and do as much as we can. Right, how I'll deal with it is like if there's a somebody talk to me, yeah, because people are usually you know scared, you know they say they don't want to be confrontational. What do you mean confrontational? The problem, the problem is people don't talk here, so everything seems confrontational. No, you have a point. I have a point too. What the hell do you mean? Like, the, what you say doesn't. It's not the reality. That's your perception. I have my reality that you need to hear too. There's nothing confrontational about that to me. It's a conversation. So the people stay away from that. I'm like, that's literally what has to happen. Right, because ninety nine point nine 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 of white people you're dealing with don't know what's going on with race. They, none of them. There's not one that you can tell me no understand the depth of what's going on. Mm. Zero. They're not, it's not even a thing for them in their world. So if you don't speak up what you feel, it is you're hurting yourself, and most importantly, you you're hurting our children who are innocent. 
Mm-hmm. Our ignorance, they can't pay for our ignorance too. You know, our people, grandfathers and stuff, they were deceived, they were deceived. We got played too. So now that we realize it here, before it's too late, we got we to gotta kick the ball back. Make sure that, you know, the children get ahead. Because, I, you know, sometimes I, you know, I'm like, it's not easy. I know, but it's not going to get easy for anybody. Mm. Right? It's not easy. It's not, it's not enough for us to sit in as a comfort blanket because it's not going to get easy for anybody. You want kids, you want kids, your nieces, your nephews. Yes. That's how I feel about it. I know too many, way too many beautiful children who are going to just suffer because of my ignorance. And I was, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable enough to say that's wrong or excuse me. Hey, you can't do that. Get the hell out of here. I wasn't able to say that, you know, it's, it doesn't sit right with me personally. So when I think of these institutions and stuff, I just, I just do like, what is it that we have to do and who do we have to talk to and stuff? You know, who do we have to talk to? If we have to do something, how can we do it more effectively? Cause people are worried about not being seen or well, let's do something that would make you be seen, you know? So something that goes, if you have to file anything good, it's like how many people are on board and can understand that process? Mm. we do it you know for example with a culture date you know when i got the emails i was like yeah absolutely i'm down you want to make some noise in the park yes how loud can we make it <laughs> you know like like what are we doing like whenever there's a chance let's do it we can't we can't really stop this it's, it's, it's very important that we think about the children are innocent you know that is another philosophy it's just like we can't make them suffer because of us Mm. we can't forget about them what is it that you would encourage uh folks who listen to the podcast to Uh, in order to start taking initiatives right even if it's on an individual level um i believe that the things that we do on an individual level spill into the community whether or not they're good or bad and so if you are not living to your fullest potential you are in effect being burdensome on the community because they could be thriving off of your gifts. They could be thriving off the potential that you have, right? Because it'll inevitably contribute to community. And this is the larger community. And then there's, you know, unfortunately still the racialized communities. So yeah. You just said something really beautiful. Like we could be striving off your gift. Yeah. Yes. Listen, if you listen to me, my people, too much love and, and 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 the love you know when it's pure is real is raw scripted love is no love okay so we're trying to give as much love as possible in this rawest form with passion it's like you guys are robbing us of your gift you all have gifts now the problem is we're scattered here and you said on an individual level um individually we have to find our roots you know um the the, the fundamentals that or the philosophies that you've been fed if up to this point it's hurting you mentally emotionally psychologically you have to change the philosophy and learn the deeper history if you're black and you were born here and you don't feel connection to africa and we've had this some this conversation with people and i always tell them you know you only have this disconnect because of the limited history you know this information available now do yourself a favor and find strength in that it worked for me even me that i grew up there in africa coming here and living here a few years it was crazy to change the system is like a real thing and 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 you you have to address it as a real thing so you have to be rooted in something and the best is your history food is huge 
change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not an advice or anything, but if, if, you know, if you're black and, you know, you're a little confused about where you can start with history, food, because you have to eat it every day. That simple thing would connect you in a way that you wouldn't be able to explain. You know, our food is spiritual. It's, 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 a, you know, it's a whole dialogue, but it's something that connects back. It's something that will give you an essence of, hey, I know who I am because the more we consume other people's food, the more we learn about their culture. So it just being grounded in your roots mm. is your only source of strength. I hope, uh, I hope I answered your question, but I was just really passionate if somebody's listening. You did. I mean, no, you absolutely did. I really want them to try something. I think yeah. for me, a piece of advice that I'd give folks is, you know, research not only your in indigeneity, but, you know, wherever you're living, research the, the people that were indigenous to there, right? This podcast is amazing, by the way. Um, you just have it like, such a dope talk. Like, this is like, a whole vibe. It's lit. Thank you for being on it, honestly. The last bit that I ask folks is mm -hmm. let my viewers or let the people who are receiving our beautiful gifts know where they can further connect with you, how they can receive your gift to be able to witness it. Um, yeah. Um, wherever you are, you know, send some peace and love on Instagram at, um, uh, at Lord Slide, it's one word. So it's like L O R D S L Y. And if you're on Twitter, it's like Lord Slide Music. You're going to be more active there with the team and everything. But thank you once again, Sly, and I'll see you around. Medassi. Medassi. Peace and That's love. It. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. That was an absolutely beautiful conversation. Sly is such a wise individual. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you're looking to find out more about the podcast or find more content, go to Imbali Bloom Podcast on Instagram. And to find myself, Palasa, you can go to Ubuntu underscore moon underscore sun on Instagram. I look forward to seeing you on the other podcast or at least talking to you on the other podcast. Take care.